All right, everybody, Vinny Fisher here back with another episode of Total CEO. I have a dear friend, uh, somebody who I've, I've, I've grown up in this world, in our digital world, in a lot of ways together. And so before I get into that, I want to just like remind you that you are literally a good idea and some effort and implementation away from massively scaling what you have. And today I want to talk about this idea of how to bolt on lead generation with your tribe in a way that can massively scale your business. If that sounds exciting to you, then I can think of nobody else to have on that subject than my dear friend, Roland Frazier. Roland, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. But I'm some of the stuff you're working on, first off, I, I just want to do a quick shout out and I'm going to let you do a little shout out because not all of our audience would know you. Uh, our audience is filled with business owners, people who are trying to be the total CEO, both in ho- at home and in work. And we call that leadership for life. But, you know, everyone out there, Roland is a, a fellow, uh, he's a recovering attorney. I still act like I'm, that somehow matters. But, uh, one of the smartest guys, if not the smartest guy in our industry that I know, who has just jumped in and figured out how to add massive growth opportunities to a business, not just looked at a business from a standpoint of, oh, that's nice to have one. But once you're like, you get to seven figures, what do you actually do to grow it up and make it big and uh, put your big boy pants on? So I love that. I love everything Roland thinks about and does is how do I make that bigger? So if you're like, have a small business, you want to keep it that way, don't shut down on us. It'll be a great topic. But this is for the guy and gal, mostly guys in our audience, sorry, ladies, who want to take their seven-figure thing and, and literally put the miracle grow on it. And so if that's you and you want to, this is, this is your show. Roland, this year, you've done some really cool things with this idea of a bolt-on business. And before we let the cat out of the bag of one of your favorite ones you're doing, would you explain to everybody a little bit, as much as you want about yourself, but this idea of what you mean by a bolt-on? Yeah, sure. So, so for, from a bolt-on standpoint, it's, there are so many parts of our business. Um, when we're running a business, I think you usually have more than one profit center. And so if you slice your business into profit centers and then say, for each profit center, how can I find someone else who already has the customers that I would like to have for it, but does not have this particular profit center already existing in their business. So they've, I've got multiple profit centers. I'm going to say, I'm going to take each one. Then I'm going to look at other people who have the customers that I know that I want, but don't have that particular center. And then I go to them and say, how about if we, do a strategic relationship and not in the, let me promote your stuff, you promote my stuff, hamster wheel of death kind of JV thing that a lot of people are familiar with. It's really funny because people argue with me about this. Like, I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But big companies do this. Apple does this and Google does this and Microsoft does this, uh, including with us, Microsoft, right? So it's, it's definitely a seasoned, proven hundreds of years old practice of forming strategic relationships that will improve ultimately the incomes and and happiness of the customers for both parties. Yeah, I'll tell you, in our world, Roland, like, you know, we live in this digital world, you and I, right? And all these people, like, like we we suddenly think in this digital world that we own certain terminology, like affiliates, strategic partnerships, 
joint ventures. But these are terms that have existed since like Jesus. Right? Like yeah. these are real, true, tie, tried and tested business concepts. So what you're suggesting is how do you create strategic partnerships that accelerate and put bolt-on activity into your business? Is that what you're saying? It is. It is. I'm also trying to figure out how to work Alexa stop into my conversation because it's playing music in the background. Hey, you just turned my Alexa on. <laughs> Alexa stop. You just turned mine on in my office. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, that's hilarious that's great so yes that that is indeed what uh what that concept is <laughs> all right cool so like when you when you look at that and you and, and you know so i'm a big fan of of leading you know i i guess i would say i'm an information and education marketer so i'm a big fan of you've become an expert in something and lead with that as <laughs> you're on. talk to me about how you're choosing to look at the way you're adding um, activity to almost lead generation into your business environment. So um, let me know if this answers that question. So basically, I, I a very good question. So thanks for cleaning it up and make it. <laughs> so I um, I look at the business and I say, what do we have that's working really really well yep. that that is mature enough that I believe the systems already exist and the staff and team already exist and the performance and fulfillment and happy customers already exist to take it out and offer it to more people to scale it. And, and then to me, the two quickest ways to scale anything are to either go to someone else who already has your customers and form a strategic relationship with them or buy someone who already has your customers. So By the way, both work, right? They're different they avenues to the same place. Yeah, and, and to me, you should be doing both, right? I, I, think, I think both are really important. So I'll, I took, um, we have a mastermind that is one of my P&L responsibilities in, in my partnership with- and Let me with, just stop you right there. I'm a member of that mastermind. It's called War Room. We are on today with Roland Frazier, who is one of the founders and also his responsibility is to grow and build a tribe at War Room. And I'm one of its lifetime members, not because I have to be, because I want to be. Roland, it is the world-class standard of masterminds. But I, I love everything that goes on there. So I just want to make sure what, we, what we're really talking about. And so people know. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, so we've, you know, we've grown that and feel really, really good about it. We found a format that works and seems to have everybody very, very happy. And so I say, how can I take that and go to other people who already have the customers that I would like to have in a war room type environment? Not necessarily this one, but this whole concept with this whole team and this whole format and strategy and, um, and whatnot. And so <clears throat> we took it first. Way, let's, let's just add for the people out there who might have a mastermind or be on the front side of business incubation, there are probably, what, 5 million qualified businesses that fall in that seven-figure and above category. What yeah. do you have, a couple hundred members in War Room? We have, uh, yeah, about a, 115 right now. Yeah, 115. Uh, so all you business people out there, including me, I run a mastermind, right? There is, there is such a ripe opportunity for these business units to be growing and supporting each other. And I know you have a dear intimate relationship with Joe Polish and some other yep. group. Like this is a let's band together and make them better and bigger because there's such an underserviced marketplace for the small business owners. So if don't shut down on us just because the, the, the king of the hill is on the line talking about how to make these things better. 
Yeah, this to me, this applies to everybody. And then the one that we're about to talk about truly applies. I, I've never found a thing that works better than that. And I know we'll yeah, talk- I'm really dying to get into that. But can you go back to you're responsible for the P&L war room and you were starting to say. Yeah. So I look at verticals. Verticals are the easiest place to go and to, to attack different verticals, which is basically we're in the uh, digital marketing space. So another space that I wanted to go into was the real estate investor space. So I talked with one of our business partners, Kent Clothier, and we said, let's form a war room type thing for real estate investors. And we thing called boardroom, which now has, I think a couple hundred members and, um, and build that out. And then we went to the real estate broker agent space and partnered with one of our war room members, Sam Karamian from Big Block Realty, which is one of the fast growing real estate brokerages in the country. I think they were like number 23 or something on the Inc. Uh, 500 list this year. And um, I said, why don't we do the same thing for real estate agents and brokers? So we just started one for those guys and it's in the process of filling, doing very well. And it's called Closing Table. And then we went, I flew to Aspen. I like that, great name. I like that. We, we flew to Aspen to meet with, uh, to speak and meet with the gentleman whose event, one of the gentlemen whose events we're about to run through another profit center, our event company, right? Uh, and we cut a deal to do a mastermind together in the performance marketing space. So the guys that are doing CPA stuff and- oh, nice. Files, uh, and like so that's, network side, like people who are driving it more in a kind of a concentric model? Yeah, the ad, the ad network group. And it's called uh, 10,000 Legends. And so we're, we are now in, it's funny, you have to make those things sound like that rock star stuff. It just, do. It's we just, send them engraved swords, Vinny, <laughs> swords. Kind of like Lord of the Rings type stuff. It's Lord great. of the Rings sword. Exactly. So, but, but so that's, that's the idea is, is whatever you've got and maybe, you know, and we, we could brainstorm this and, um, and let's do that. Um, so I'm, I'm taking this to as many verticals as I can because I want to have 10. Yeah, I mean, the vertical we talked about you taking it with us is, you know, we've built out this trusted advisor platform for fully accountable for accountants who really want to grow. And we're talking like that tier up accountant. And so love that marketplace. Plus at total team, you know, our growth plan is for the licensed HR professional who needs to grow and it's a whole marketplace. And so just like the realtors, it's its own marketplace. So those are two that, I'm looking forward to the world knowing that you and I are going to go have a blast doing those. So. Yeah. And, and think about like, if you're, if you're a huge company, we're talking with Microsoft about it because Microsoft has 400,000, I think it is uh, domestic partners who are Microsoft partners in the United States for those guys to all get together and share what's working best is something that's exciting for Microsoft because Microsoft will sell more products. So they're a natural joint venture partner for us for masterminds, which you might never think. And I want to Pick me a small business example that we can talk about too that might might be able to do this. Like maybe um, uh, somebody, you, you know who listens to the show. So give me somebody that would have a small business that maybe wasn't info marketing or something like that, that you know is... Um, is a listener or a type of listener or an uh, avid? We have a lot of e-commerce business listeners. We have a lot of agencies who are marketing agencies that listen to our show. It's, it's okay. our clients, right? So. so, so marketing agencies absolutely lends itself to a mastermind of marketing agencies. E-commerce people, our buddy Ezra Firestone has done that with Blue Ribbon for which is a fantastic e yeah mastermind. I mean, smart marketer brand. Yeah. Makes lots yeah. Of our buddy Glenn Ledwell did it in the, uh, the personal development space. So there's no, even if you own a coffee shop and yeah. you're the 
CEO of Joe's Coffee or Mary's Coffee, you can still do a mastermind and it will still benefit you and it can still be profitable. So that applies to, to everybody. So let's talk about, and I love that, the mastermind. So one of the things that where I think you have found a deep well, a Saudi Arabian style well, your new Alaska is this idea of where your founders board. You want to talk about that a little bit and how you're using the, that bolt on approach to really shine awareness and light to every other uh, business unit you have going? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of a, an interesting evolution. I think it started with, um, I decided this year, 2017, I've been, as you and I have talked about behind the scenes of a lot of businesses and not necessarily out in front. I don't really want ever to be famous. I'd prefer to be rich, but, um, I do believe, okay at both of those apparently. So that's, (laughs) but I do believe there's value in having a personal brand and I had neglected, um, developing that a little bit too much, I thought. So this year I wanted to focus on building it. So, uh, around the August, the middle of August, I uh, decided I wanted to come up with some way to uh, build my Facebook page. Hmm. So I had, you know, I had begged the 102 people I needed to get to be able to name it, to be friends with me some, some time ago. So I didn't have really anybody on the page and I wasn't generating any content for it. So knowing that I wanted to grow the page, I was like, okay, well now I've got to come up with content, but I hate creating content. I don't want to create content. I don't want to research stuff and, you know, and I don't even want to do a podcast like you do. It's like, you know, it's way too much, too much, uh, right? <laughs> so, so it's awesome and I want to have it. I just know that I'm not going to do it because I know I may not do it. So, um, what I decided to do was, was to try to create a friction-free way to create content that I could put on my Facebook page. And so, when I was having conversations with people, uh, it happened organically at a meeting. I was with my partner, Perry, and Walter Birch and Michael Taggart, two of our War Room members, having a conversation over lunch. And they talked about some really cool stuff. And I was like, man, I want to remember that. Do you guys mind if I pull up my iPhone and, and record a summary of what we talked about. This was after we were about done. And, uh, and they were like, no, nah, that's totally cool. So we did it and I posted it and I got um, a really good response. But I realized that the Facebook algorithm doesn't expose you on your personal page to very many people at all unless a whole bunch of people start talking about you and sharing your stuff really quickly. Which so doesn't happen. So It doesn't. Yeah. So I decided I wanted to, um, I decided that I wanted to, be able to pay to have my content seen by other people, which I know you could do through boosting, but you can't do that on your personal page. You have to do that on a page page. So that was what led me to start posting stuff on my fan page. And, um, and let's just start out before you give the punchline. You had 102 or so people, which was basically Dawn and a few of her friends who liked your page. Yes, after lots of begging, which is I think what happens to most yeah. of us, right? You know, it's like, please like my page so I can name it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I uh, basically started posting content in the form of video to that page, and um, I was trying to pull it up uh, so that I can tell you where it is now. But um, you're north of three hundred thousand, right? Uh, that was a couple weeks ago. It's one hundred twenty-seven thousand nine hundred thirteen now. You said four hundred twenty-seven, just to be correct. Four hundred twenty-seven thousand fans now. Right, so that happened over the last four months. So basically 100,000 per month. And that's come as a result of posting a crap ton of videos. So it's, they're not hard though. 
Because like you and I have a meeting and we talk about something cool. And at the end of it, I say, hey, Vinny, we talked about that cool thing, remember? And we talk about it for a minute to four minutes. And then I've got a one shot best of our entire hour long conversation uh, without any editing that I can post straight up while sitting at the business lunch table that we had lunch at and then hit boost, which is the probably the worst least efficient way. If you're a Facebook expert, you're like, you should form 27 ad sets and target all these different things. I'm like, I've heard my internal Facebook person. I was telling her about your strategy. She's like, but wait a minute. What about your audience and your groups? I'm like, Hey, listen, he went from 102 to over 300,000. I don't know what to tell you. And he's acquiring for significantly less than five cents uh, alike. And she's like, really? Yeah. It's about two cents alike. Right. So, so here's the deal is, is to me, whatever you do, do it as good as you can, given the limitations of friction in your life. And so, Great. I know. Say that I'm again, gonna, audience. I want. I need. We need to hear that again. That's like that's a, that's like a tattoo right there. Like that should be it. Yeah, I, I think I think it is because it, it's 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 do the best that you can within the limits of the friction that you know that stops you from doing something because all of us have had great plans. I bought three freaking podcast setups just like you've got there. Hey. Man, Phones and a desk and this cool, you know, spit stopper and all this other stuff. Any microphone that runs around. Yeah, and um, and I and I let it get out of date. This is over a six-year period, right? I wanted to do this this podcast, and um, and I I just kept giving it to my kids because I'd edit and I'd be like, ah, oh, I don't want to sit there and do that, and I hate schedules. And then I'd sit down and some technical thing would have OBX is not communicating properly with you. <sighs> like, man, so. That's screw that. I'm. I know I'm not going to do that. If you love doing that and you'll do it, then that's better. Probably all the power to you, right? Like our mutual friend Tony G. Little shout out, Tony. Loves all that stuff. He's into like the radio business. Has, a, but I just love the way you took a simplicity approach and said, "I'm turning on my video. I talked yeah. to really cool people, and I'm going to boost it." And you went from 102 to over 400,000. You're now actually in, I think, celebrity status in Facebook, right? I forget where the range starts, but you're well above that. I, you know, I don't know. My goal was to get to a million fans. So, and I that probably in about six months. So I'm. By June, I want to have a million fans. So then... Well, I'm going to unlike it, and then I'll become your millionth person. So I, I love it. That. I love it. So, so then, following what we were talking about earlier, I said, okay, let's verticalize that. Um, and so I took all the videos from that. There's like 186 videos and gave them to a, a guy that does podcasts who was already on Digital Marketer staff. And um, so there's a podcast coming out in, um, I think, next month that will have all of that and will be regularly updated. But again, from the same content that I'm creating while having lunch with cool people like you at nice restaurants where people bring us delicious iced tea. So that's the anti-friction. And then I'll go, now I'm working on Instagram and then LinkedIn and so on and so forth. But before I did that, I wanted to see if would it monetize. So I didn't really know how to monetize it other than um, through some sort of meeting and so I decided I was going to do, our buddy uh, Ed O'Keefe was doing these things that he called intensives. And I was like, intensive is a great name. I love that. Great name. I had done one with Ed, I don't know how many years ago for dentists when he was yeah. in the dentist market. Probably and, 10 years ago now. Yeah. And so, so I had done an interview for Ed's dentist podcast or, or show or something like that. And he afterwards, that we didn't really know each other that well at the time, he called me up and he said, 
hey, would you mind if I put some dentists in a room for 25,000 bucks a piece and we split the profits and taught them all this cool stuff that you know? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. So he did it and he sold 12 people, only 12 people at 25 grand though. So that's pretty good, but only 12 people. And they came and we gave them this amazing stuff and they were all like, we don't want to be dentists anymore. We want to do this stuff. And can you help us more? And so we offered an expensive, um, a more expensive thing, which we talked about and created on the spot. How can we support these guys in going forward in this? And we sold, I think, five of them uh, of the twelve at seventy-five thousand dollars into a um, into a program. So I knew this worked, and then I had, for, you know, of course, because that worked so well, we never did it again. Right, right, of course, moved on to another thing to try and make up. And, and I saw Ed doing it, and I had been giving um, our friend Mark Anthony who wanted to do one for speakers, I was like, dude, you got to do this for your speakers. Do a speaker intensive because you'll help people. You're amazing. And it'll also be a good income source for you. And he never would do it. And so I finally told him, I said, I'm going to do one. I'm going to do one because you're not doing it and I'm going to make money doing it. And then you're going to go do one. And he was like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> and, uh, and so I did. And I, I thought that was the perfect way to monetize this. So off of Facebook, um, I wanted to have a, an aspirational component to it. So uh, my friend Perry and my partner, uh, Perry was in the Maldives on vacation. And so I said, well, you shoot a video on the beach and talk to people about this intensive we're going to do. We didn't have any program for it or anything. Had no idea what we were going to do. I just knew I wanted to get 12 people in the room. I researched what are the, 12, uh, what are the most successful masterminds in history. And uh, I was looking for one that was going to be somewhere around between the year 1800 and 2000 because that was what I wanted to charge for this. <laughs> and it turned out that Andrew Carnegie started the steel mill masterminds in, eight, in uh, 1892. So I was like, okay, we're going to charge $1,892 to come to it, which is really cheap to spend a day with us, uh, which is normally 25 grand if you're going to be do a one-on-one -on -one consult. And um, let's see what happens. So Perry did that and I boosted it and shared it. And then I recorded one and we ended up selling out uh, the first one in about an hour. Um, we sold, we were like, oh crap, we need to have another one because we, you know, want to see how this is going to go. Sold another one out, sold another one out. So we ended up selling through, um, I think we have people up through March now with about eight or 10 videos that we posted all to social. Uh, I may have spent a total of 2000 bucks to promote all of those and fill all those events so it was a few hundred grand um, that came in and, uh, and I was like, okay, that's really cool. Now I've got to write a program and a two day program. And so I went back and I, I love this part, by the way, I, I, this is so, I, I love this part. I just had to say that. This is <laughs> So I went uh, back and looked at all the presentations that I'd done over the last five years. And, and for the things that I remembered people coming up and going, oh my God, that is that's so amazing. The, the, those blow your mind, aha things. And I picked only the things that were those aha takeaway things and made a list of them and then arranged them into a presentation, built the exercises for each one, and then laid them out in some sort of uh, logical order, got rid of the ones that didn't fit. And, and so basically content that I had presented before, but that, 
only a few people had ever seen because I'd only done it at Traffic Conversion Summit. And, or you know, War Room or wherever, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then combined that with a new thing that I just uh, somehow came up with at the last minute uh, when I had to present at Genius Network in, in June. And <laughs> literally a week before, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to present something. And, and somehow uh, I got, you know, the... the and were kind enough to give me three great ideas. And so that became the two-day intensive curriculum. Love it. We delivered that, and the people that come have breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough because it is, it is very good stuff. And well, not only that, but it's, you, you listen to the marketplace. You, you took your already good stuff. None of your stuff's crap. Everything you do is good. But you listen to of all the good things, what people like the most, and so you put that in a room, you feed them, and I don't mean physically, but you feed them for two days. How could that not be a bolt-on lead gen for everything else you're doing? Yeah. So then we, we were, uh, Ryan and Perry and I, yeah. comfortable going into things not knowing what's going to happen, right? So I knew that we wanted to make some sort of offer, but I didn't know what it was going to be. And we kind of thought it would be similar to our friend Carl White's uh, um, mortgage marketing animals thing, which he yeah. sells the uh, uh, $1,860 a month thing, or Frank Kern's um, inner circle, inner circle, which is three, three ninety seven a month. And we were sitting at dinner after the first day and we were looking at the people that we had got in the room that were very, very qualified people. And Ryan Dice said, I just think that we should provide a very, very high end thing. And we had done that once before, uh, and sold one of them for a hundred thousand dollars, and then hated that we had did it that we had done it because we just didn't feel like we didn't feel like we could deliver the value that we wanted to deliver in the format that we had originally tried. So this the timing was wrong, right? It was a little. Bit it was. Yeah. It was. But this one, we were like, absolutely, it's it's worth it. We can do it. So we sold a thing um, offering to be people's advisory board for a hundred thousand dollars, and um, and it sold amazingly well. Um, every, basically every event that we've done, um, has sold over $400,000 for these little groups of 12 where we offer this hundred thousand and now it's a $120,000 program. I feel like you could have got a half million man. Well, I think you're undershooting there. I, I feel like you need to work harder. Well, I, I will let you know that you're right. And last two that we did, um, our average was about 650. Nice. Nice. See, I knew you could perform a little better if you just pushed yeah. you a little harder. So we sold a million 360, I think, uh, at two of them back to back. Let's let's go back to the main subject here. You have yep. businesses already, business owners. There is a component where you can have a bolt on relationship to how you can go after and attract the people who already want to be in that environment. Roland, this idea is so good. What's next? <laughs> so, so having proven it in the initial uh, digital marketing type space, we decided we wanted to verticalize it. So I wanted to test it in the real estate space. So partnered with, with Kent Clothier, sold it in the real estate space, filled it almost instantly, again, exclusively through social. Um, and then uh, had the meeting uh, sold $550,000 to a small group of 11 people. By the way, every time it seems like one person doesn't show. So you sell, right. 20, one person doesn't show. So it's always been 11 people. And then- Holly, Don't be that guy. Don't be the guy <laughs> who takes a seat from somebody else and doesn't show. Don't, no kidding. Don't, don't be that guy. 
because we close these rooms and just don't be that guy. Yeah. So, um, so okay did, with like your wife getting sick or whatever, but don't be that guy. I agree. So we did that in the real estate space. Then uh, I talked with Frank Kern and told him how it was working and we tested in that space. It did really well as well. Um, I talked with Dean Graciosi. We're going to do it in the, in Dean's space next. And then Perry was Dean's space. Is he back into real estate. Is he doing the habit thing? Like where is he at? He's in success right now. Success, highly high success stuff, right? Yeah. So I'd call it personal development, right? And then, um, Damon John said he was interested in doing one and we cut a deal with Jesse Itzler to do one and, Which Jesse's going to be like high performance type stuff as well. Yeah. And more experiential uh, while you combine the two. Yeah. And, um, so I'm basically just reaching out into other verticals to see the places. Now what I'm doing there is exactly what you and I talked about earlier yeah. is I'm, my social network is only so big, even though I only need 12 people and ideally I'd like to do it monthly. So I only need 144 people a year, but you don't want to hammer people over the head all the time saying, come to my thing, come to my thing, come to my thing. And I know myself well enough to know that unless it's through one of my companies and somebody that we work with, I'm not going to create ad campaigns and run Facebook right. ads and all that stuff on a consistent basis. Well, so it, I, it, it, it feeds your thing. It's got a friction problem. Correct. Exactly. So any friction eliminate. So I'm happy to eliminate that by going to people who have a huge lead flow constantly because I only need for them to ideally have 288 people a year, which would be two groups of 12 uh, done over a four-day period back-to-back. You know, it's so devilishly simple, but everyone's overwhelmed by it. And here you are with all this knowledge doing it. And people are lo- loving to partner up with you on it because you, you've, um, you've gone ahead, right? You've established kind of a, um, a way to do it. And I think that's, you know, the fear of the unknown is so powerful that you've taken these major influencers and shown them away. And I think it's great. I think it's, well, it's think about it for them too. They're doing the thing that they're awesome at. Yeah. This is something that they're like, maybe we could just add this to our thing and it's money that we don't have. So to do a 50, 50 split on something like that, that, that can generate so much money is great. And even talking to, um, uh, a couple of people that, that do events. There was a guy that uh, came to one of our intensives and he does these big events in the space. So Apple and Google and all those people attend. But they love it. And, and yeah. And so I told him, you know, he's like, he has a $35 million a year company right now and is looking to sell because the event space is super hot. And as I told him, I said, I, I guarantee you that we can take this into your market. We can at least, 50% your net income increase. So we can increase the value of your company by half in about 12 months by taking this and adding it to it. And that's, you know, that's pretty cool. There's not a lot of things that you can do that to, you know, you add $17 million of income at a, you know, 60, 70% margin. That's going to not a bad day. That'll, yeah. that'll certainly increase the EBITDA. Correct. And everything to me is about value. How do I increase the value? And so, that's, that's what this is all about to me. Oh, congratulations, Roland. I think the reason why I want to get in depth about that is to show that in July, how many of these were you doing? Zero. In here we are in the start of 2018 and you've got a handful of these under your belt and you're almost booked out for the year. Correct. Exactly. Crazy stuff. And if you're literally going to build strategic alliances in the eight figure category on this bolt on a rope. Yes. 
Yeah. That's not motivating to you listening. I, I, I just need to stop talking to you because I don't know what else is. Like, what a great idea, Roland. Great idea. So, you know, it, it's really funny because it's nothing new. And like I said, I've, I've done it. You know, I did the one with Ed six, yep. eight years ago. I did one with uh, Will Peck. I'm you're old, Roland. It was like eight to ten years ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's like, it's, there are so many things, if nothing else to me, what you take from it is look at all the things that you've done that were super successful that you're not doing now. And how about if you just do those again, because you've probably stopped more successful things than you could possibly start over the next couple of years. Well, you've single-handedly motivated us. You don't even know it. And from some of these things, I'll do a shout out to everyone listening that, you know, I was, when we met, I was, decent volume in the info and education space, right? I can meet a you know, couple sales here and there a day. And uh, I stopped all that. I built two ridiculously hard service businesses. And everyone's like, hey, what about some of the info ed stuff and all that? And our team was like, why aren't we doing all the stuff we used to do? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe because it worked. And so Taxes. we've already started doing this and have seen massive gain. And we're looking forward to uh, finding an alliance with you and some of your posse and doing it even more and more because it's, it's just a good idea. Yeah, I can I console myself with all the taxes that I saved by not making all that money. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's just a good tax plan. You know, why have to worry about all that extra burden and planning? I mean, I feel it like- It would be irresponsible to have that much profit. You know- the part I'm excited about for our organizations is that we went and put all the back end and structure and hard service onboarding things that are critical to make these, you know, your bolt on work really well. Cause you bring on 10 advisories. You better have a team to service those. Like I want yeah. to hit a quick timeout for everyone to understand that like Roland invests in the infrastructure too. These are, it's a great idea, but you go get a couple advisories and you don't do the things you say you're going to do. This isn't going to last very long. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for the people that are watching or listening to me, it's, I would say if you can identify the areas of your business that you are really good at, that you feel are dialed in and have the ability to add uh, additional customers to, and then go look for the people who have your customers, the ones that you want and see if you can, if they're not providing this type of service, whatever it might be, then, add that on to, to their business and do a rev share on it. But you're not doing a one-time thing. You're actually building a business. So like when we do our deal together, Vinny, we'll set up a new company and we'll have a plan to grow and run for years until we sell it. Right. Absolutely. I love and so it. that's, that's it too, is you're not, this is not a, a short-term thing. A bolt-on business should not be a short-term thing. It should be something that can really add to your, top and bottom line over several years. And then- well, you heard me, I've talked about this, right? If you look at service companies, the ones that are the most valuable, have the most depth, are the ones who have figured out bolt-ons to their service structure. I mean, Oracle is a famous example of how they couldn't sell a server, and then they combine their service and their servers, and look what happened to that story, right? Well, read, read the, uh, the analyst reports on Apple. Almost all of Apple's growth is coming on the service side. I believe it. I believe you it. Know? And Amazon is now adding services to Amazon. It's like, so, and it, one of, to me, the perfect example of, of the value of services or bolt-ons even is Amazon. Uh, Amazon in 2016 did about uh, $80 billion in sales at about a $2 billion profit 
in its North American e-commerce business. In its bolt-on business, which Bezos started several years ago selling infrastructural access to his servers and stuff through AWS or Amazon Web Services, uh, did only about, I think they did $9 billion in sales and $3 billion in profit. So on about 86% less sales, they did eight, nine times the profit. That's a clue, right? Yeah, right. So this is exactly what you birthed your idea out of. Hey, just in case it's been a while, we're on with Roland Frazier. You can go check him out. The way he wants you to find him is go to his Facebook page over at Roland Frazier. It's F-R-A-S-I-E-R. Go find him. He, uh, if you were looking at him six months ago, he only had 100 people. Now he's got almost a half million. By the time you look again, it'll probably be approaching three quarters of a million. Let's help him get to that million. He deserves it. <laughs> One, he's going to get there with your help or not. So let's do it. But Roland, I really, uh, what's the, first off, I want to thank you for being on the show today too. Oh, thank you for having me always, Vinny. I mean, someone like you who just loves, who has a clear passion to see the businessman succeed uh, in this world is, is uh, it really second to none. So thank you. Uh, My pleasure. For that. Um, what's one, here we are, 2018. What's one like, go do this right now, business owner. If you do nothing else you heard from me today, go do this. What would be your advice? Well, in the theme of what we've been talking about, I think that I would say look at your profit centers and, and look at your business not as a whole, but slice it into the profit centers and then work on each of those this year to grow the one that has the best chance of growing the fastest so that you're putting that it's 80-20 Pareto, right? Be sure that you're, you're, if you slice your business into profit centers, you'll find the one that's contributing 80% of the revenue for 20% of the effort. And that's the one to me that you would look at, how can I grow that? How can I bolt that on to somebody else's? Who's already got customers or who can I acquire so that I can grow that part of my business in 2018? And let's not say 2018, let's say, what if you had to do it in the first quarter of 2018? Because you can probably do in a quarter what you thought it was going to take you a year to do. So that would be the next thing would be now that I've identified that, how can I 5X or 10X that in the first quarter of 2018 using the principle of either acquisition of another entity or strategic alliance with another entity? All right, so there you go, everybody. Here's your New Year's resolution combined with some accountability. Go find out who you can strategically create an alliance with to build more into your profit centers because this is where I started my world was the affiliate business, right? Like, go get a whole army of salespeople already doing what you're doing. Roland, I think this is... I think there's nothing new under the sun. I think the fact that you've shined light on a, an existing model and in a way that, while it may not be unique, is simple, clear, concise, easy to execute. I think that just makes for a winning recipe. Roland Frazier, you're awesome. Happy New Year, brother. Thanks for being on the show. You too. Thanks for having me, Vinny.